Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here. Just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly. That's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, Nick. Are you bored of drinking big fat shots of director's bitter and ladyboy chasers at home? Tom, I ruddy bloody am. I'm hopping mad and just want some exciting craft beers to enjoy when I'm watching my Bond videos. That's not too much to ask, is it? Well, have I got some good news for you. The fantastic chaps at Beer52 have given us a special offer they'd like us to share with our listeners. Can I just shock you? I, I like special offers. Do, do tell me more. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash monkey tennis... Cover the postage cost of £5.95 and you'll be sent a box of eight cracking craft beers plus a magazine and two beer-appropriate snacks. Wow, that is a real breath of fresh air. So you're telling me to get a free case of eight unique craft beers from Beer52, I just need to go to beer52.com forward slash monkey tennis and cover the postage costs of £5.95? Yep, it's literally that simple. It really is lovely stuff. Oh, sometimes you want to say, soddle this wine, just give me eight craft beers. And I've really got to say this, Nick, Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Mm. Yep, each month members are sent a case with a different theme. Past themes have included Belgium, Korea, California, New Zealand and many more. But what if I don't like dark beers? Ah, they've got that covered too. If you don't like dark beer, you can choose the light beer option and you can pause or cancel at any time. Simply go to beer52.com forward slash monkey tennis and just pay £5.95 postage to get all this now. Crash bang wallop, what an offer. Eight free beers, a magazine and two snacks for less than £6 postage. Mine's not a pint, mine's a box of eight craft beers. I'll drink to that. 
Hello and a hearty welcome, welcome and thrice welcome to episode 128 of Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. I'm Adam Brooks and hopefully you've been enjoying our chats with notable fans of Partridge over the last few weeks. Uh, We've had some really special episodes I think and this week's is no exception. Uh, My esteemed comrades Tom Dark and Tom Stab had a chat this week with Scroobius Pip and Stu Whiffin, uh, two men who are responsible for between them a record label, a spoken word and rap career, a little bit of acting and some of the finest podcasts known to man. Um, I think it's fair to say that if you're listening to a podcast, you're probably already familiar with Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces and the Distraction Pieces Network, which is responsible for all kinds of great podcasts that I love to listen to, including Say Why to Drugs, Hardcore Listing and Stop and Search. Uh, Stu Whiffin is also the host of Off the Beaten Track, uh, talking to creatives about their musical journeys through life. Uh, So I do encourage you, once you're done with Monkey Tennis, of course, to go and track those ones down. Um, But anyway, on with this week's chat. Uh, Before we get to it, just briefly, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, probably to suggest future guests or just uh, to comment on what you've heard, uh, then get in touch thepartridgepod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod, twitter at thepartridgepod, instagram at monkeytennispod, or you can leave a voice note on the Monkey Tennis hotline 07923 600 and you might hear yourself speaking to yourself in a future episode. Um, if you're enjoying what you've heard and you'd like to chuck us the price of a cup of coffee to say thanks, we would really appreciate it and you can do it at ko-fi.com slash monkeytennis. Uh, that's enough for from me over to Tom Dark and Tom Stab in the past with this week's special guests Scroobius Pip and Stu Whiffin. I am hopping mad and I want something in the middle. Aha! Yep, absolutely. Yep, 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 absolutely. Monkey tennis? Bring, bring. There's a new chat in town. I had the last laugh. Damn! Monkey tennis? Little pierce my foot on his thigh. With a chuckle, with a chuckle. No. Monkey tennis? Radical. Awesome. Mega. <laughs> Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. Okay. Monkey tennis? Edmonds is a total wazard of a guy. Yes, 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 and yes. It's hotter than the sun. I said, who the hell is that? This is great banter. Yeah. Back of the net. Monkey tennis? The people who enjoy Alan Partridge will enjoy this podcast. The people who've never got it still won't get it. This week, we are joined by not one, but two special guests. In a meeting of podcasts that's bound to see us scaling the heights of Chatmandu. Yes, that's right. Today we are joined by British podcasting royalty. It's none other than Scroobius Pip and Stu Whiffin. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Hello. It's lovely to be here. Did did that help you up too much, British podcasting royalty? I thought that sounded quite good. I liked it. I liked it. I assume all of that introduction was just for me and then the Anne Stuart Whiffin was separate. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt (laughs) to me as well. And also, Stuart Whiffin. He bought his mate. <laughs> I think I think that's very unfair. <laughs> he does far more podcasting than me. Well, that's it. Stu's on many, many shows. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us, gents. We really appreciate it. The first question that we normally ask is, when did you first become Alan aware? When was the first encounter with Alan? In which, which format, which programme? You know, what was your first experience of the man we call Alan Gordon Partridge? Well, f- f- for me, I can't remember the 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 year or the time, but I remember that the in around two thousand and one, I was at uni and I had the video of of knowing me, knowing you, and I think I'm Alan Partridge, and just that was a constant thing for me. I all I'd do was go back to my little student flat. And watch it on loop. In fact, once I was walking home a little bit 
drunk and I got stopped randomly in the streets in, of Wolverhampton by badly drawn boy um, <laughs> who who wanted to know where there was a, a pool hall and I gave him directions. <laughs> he said, if you can give me directions, I'll give you two tickets to my gig tomorrow night. I gave him directions. He said, great. He took my name and he said, do you want to come and play pool? And I proudly said, nope, I'm going home to watch Alan Partridge. Happy memories. Oh, was wonderful. there was there anyone sort of at uni that you would watch it with or quote with or anything like that, or was it just, it was just a, a solo discovery for you? I I lived with a guy at uni who was quite t- terrifying. He mainly walked around the land in sh- sh- sharpening his knives. So we didn't do a lot of jewel watching, but <laughs> occasionally my mate Mark and Chris, also of Hardcore Listen, would come over and that would often be the thing we'd sling on while we're drinking or chatting. It would just be that kind of, that constant loop. But but my brother as well, as my brother who must have got me into him in the first place. So yeah, the constant quotes and references were, were never ending. In fact, I, I, I remember one night, I'm realising now, it must have been DVD rather than videotape because the menu screen of of Alan p- playing b- bass oh, was just bass. on loop yeah. for so long. <laughs> just, just yeah, that was just a whole evening of that being the background. And I'd often wake up to that. I'd wake up to that because I'd, <laughs> I'd put it on before I go to sleep. It'd finish and just go to the menu screen, and I'd wake up regularly to just yeah. Alan. Brilliant. Is, is that an older brother introducing you as well? Yes, yes. It so that, that's something he's probably discovered maybe TV and VHS and saying you need to get on this, basically. Yeah, I think he was, or he'd also got me into the day-to-day. So again, I think I was a few years out, but I'm I'm, I'm sure I, I went back to watch Alan on the day-to-day rather than that being the first time I saw him. But he was a fan of that. So yeah, it all... All, all came on from there, I guess. What about you, Stu? When was your entry point? Well, I'm I'm uh, a lot older than Pip, uh, and so uh, you don't have to nod quite so. In, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so the, I, I was very much um, in in my prime youth uh, in the in the kind of mid nineties. So I think it would have been around ninety four, ninety five that. Um, me and all my mates were in a comedy band as well, so we was trying to kind of keep up to speed of everything that was exciting in comedy. And and day to day, absolutely blew my socks off. And and I think it, it's I was you know thinking about this earlier of like which was like the moment that I just thought I love Alan. And and I think it's one of the cutaways, um, where they, they go on location and when she takes her top off. <laughs> And he's got my favourite Alan look, um, which is that kind of a little bit fearful, a little bit confused. And he just, I'm sure the line is, how do you ride a horse? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah this yeah, was yeah. the female jockey in, in Day to Day. That's right. Yeah. And, and he just can't think of anything to say because she's took her top off other than <laughs> how do you ride a horse? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and that absolutely blew me away and then i think not long after that it was obviously the uh the, the selection of goals and alan's voiceover yep uh, yeah. and then yeah that for me then knowing me knowing you was just an absolute game changer after that 
foot like a traction engine might be my my un, unrealized most quoted <laughs> my most used Alan quote but i mean speaking of 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 reactions anyone who's been forced in modern times to be in a number of whatsapp groups should have a nice <laughs> safe folder of their favorite gifts and my most used by a long way is alan's disinterested shrug just <laughs> oh yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's easily my most used gif and i enjoy it every single time <laughs> i've not got bored of it it's yeah so but the great thing about that these days is that now you can literally just write partridge shrug gif and yeah. people know what you mean yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah it's kind yeah. of that shorthand yeah, is there yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely well, it'd be interesting to to get your opinions on this because you've you've both come into to alan partridge at sort of different points um in his sort of existence. So yeah. what are your favourite Alan moments? Because we've talked to people, we, we've, sorry, we spoke to people who are a bit younger, even than us, incredibly. And uh, their, <laughs> their, their entry point is, uh, it, and the one that they hold the most dear is Scissor Dial, because they're a bit younger and that was their entry point. So it's always interesting to hear what, which Alan is their most favourite, the most favourite, uh, you know, their favourite series or episodes. So um, Pip, like, what what era of Alan is is the one that you hold dearest? Well, I, I did love a bit of Scissor Dial, and there's always a bit that I, I can never even remember it. And I've I've not rewatched it in a while, but for some reason it would slay me when he was working the checkout, and he'd be yeah. scanning the stuff, and he'd just yeah. go, "You go safely, my dear." Just, just, just the way he'd quickly, "You, you go safely, man. You go safely now, my love." And just just the way he'd just <laughs> it. Yeah, put yeah, it yeah, as yeah, one yeah. as yeah. one thing, it just absolutely <laughs> kill me for some reason, but. It's a weird one because, without a doubt, the one that I've watched the most is I'm Alan Partridge because that was just, yeah. as I said, repeat and repeat and repeat. But I adored Mid-Morning Matters. It really just... The introdu- introduction of, of Sidekick Simon, obviously I was already a big Tim Key fan and even as like Tim being a mate, it was still like, are you going to ruin Alan? <laughs> What's going to happen here? Are you going to... Like, What's going on? But I just, I don't know. I absolutely adore it. And just, it had a number of my favourite song introductions. So I've I, I made note of a couple because I wanted to be on point because I've got a terrible memory. So um, just when he's saying, there's some kids outside. They're playing snowballs, but they've forgotten their parkers. It's cold play, and 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 then the bit after that where he just like wistfully says to Psychic Simon about I used to have a Parker, and then he tells this big story and he's like you should get one. He's like I'm going to. He's going to buy a Parker, but there's another one where he goes, um, "Here's a bloke that's permanently high while his mates sell blubber for cash. It's Bob Marley and the Whalers." <laughs> Which is just beautiful. And then the third the third one that I noted was um here's a diamond geezer who'd never dream of ripping your fingernails off with a pair of pliers. It's Neil. And then Psychic Summer goes, Diamond, and Alan just quickly abruptly goes, They know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it seems to be that the more people we speak to about Alan, the more Mid-Morning Matters comes up as some, some of, if not their favourite partridge. So yeah. what is it you think about that format that Alan finds himself in, in that in that conceit that, that really works? 
It's a weird one because it just it's it's restrictions. I think some of the best arts, some of the best comedy, and some of the best just creativity comes under restrictions. And the fact that they essentially just have to be in the studio the whole time, and you're getting those conversations that go on when the 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 slider has gone up and a song's playing, and you're getting just the Mm-hmm. Yeah, the back and forth. I remember I started watching them and I thought, are these going to be as good? Because originally they were like a Foster's thing on on Facebook or something, right? YouTube, I yeah, remember thinking, Funnies. Yeah, I remember thinking, this is going to be a cash-in. It's not going to be that good. But then when he was trying to book a ticket on the phone for, I think it was for Inception, yeah. um, and just going over it, Inception, then no <laughs> and just ages of just doing the same thing on the voice on the voice recorded thing and it was just yeah it felt like oh we're actually getting new partridge and it's it's classic partridge so yeah um loved it what about you Stu? favorite alan era moments <clears throat> um, series i'm alan partridge i think like pip i've watched the most um yeah. and, and 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 i think it, it it's remarkable but I think my favourite is just because it was my real introduction. Is is still knowing me, knowing you, and if I had to choose, I mean the characters on there are remarkable. Um, I mean, one of them literally reappeared in the recent show, which you know yes. I'd like to mention later on. Um, but one of my, my my what I love about Alan is that that terrified face uh, and that confusion that I mentioned earlier, but. I don't think it's ever better seen than in the scene with uh, East End character Terry, uh, East End gangster Terry Norton. Oh uh, yes, Alan's got a very small pencil moustache in this episode <laughs> as well, which is yes. glorious. Yes. Never explained. Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I like the fact that he starts so confident, and it just starts to come apart as as that scene unfolds. Um, Obviously, they then do this sort of... He, he talks about him being from the East End and then Alan just starts doing the, the where he starts singing with a little bit, with a little bit of blooming luck, which is <laughs> amazing. Uh, and then comes the reconstructions of the uh, garroted nightclub owner. Uh, and then you see Terry Norton start to, to not really like where this is going. And when he does the dialogue where... Uh, you're getting out your depth, Alan. You know, do you want to get sucked in? I'll suck you in so far. I'll blow you out the other side. Wipe that soppy look off your face. And that cut to Alan's face then with his little moustache. Do you want to get sucked? I don't want to get sucked in. It's just brilliant. That, to this day, his, his little face at that point, I just don't think it's ever been bettered for, for me and Alan. What I love about that that interview is that it starts off really well. Alan could have done a serviceable interview in that in, in that situation, <laughs> yes. but it's the moment that he says, "You know, we're just working class boys, me and you, Alan. We're the same." And he immediately takes offence to that, where it all starts <laughs> it going downhill. And it's because this guy, who from a working class background, has put a bit of a slight on him, and it all starts to go downhill from there. I yeah, I do. And also, do you want to get sucked in, Tom? That's you know, we can say that's yeah. one of our most used quotes between us and our, for our us and our mates, uh, especially sort of around. Um, uh, betting offers around the world, uh, the European Championships. <laughs> Tom wanted to yeah. put a bet, and I was like, "Mate, you're going to get sucked in." And, and then, and then you, all you'd have to do is do a gif of Terry Norton, yeah. and he, like, you wouldn't need to say it. Yeah, 
brilliant. And 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 did Terry Norton go on to play Bricktop in Bricktop? Yeah. So Correct. so yeah, yeah, just you know, a, a witness protection, no identity, <laughs> re- relocation, and he's just he's playing the same gangster. It's classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that actor—I can't remember his name—but I think he has been typecast quite heavily. Sam, yeah, yeah. Alan Alan Ford. Mm, I think. That's yes. right, Alan Ford. Alan Ford yeah. Yes. This, this, I think this is why Alan is so great. It's like everything you guys have just talked about there. You know, that's that spanning decades, and it. But those are all instantly memorable, quotable. It's mm. all comedy gold, isn't it? Ac- yeah. Across twenty, thirty years onwards, it's fantastic. Um, you've given us a few kind of favourite quotes and most memorable lines. And also, I think, gold star to Pip for having written stuff down ahead of coming on to chat with us. Very impressed by that. I've got more notes, don't worry. <laughs> He's a pro. He's a yeah, pro. It's good, it's good. That's why it's royalty. Um, you're showing everybody else up. <laughs> do, do you think there are any other lines that you kind of habitually use in real life without necessarily even thinking about it being attributed to Alan anymore? Because I think the, the four of us that do this podcast, we, we definitely do that, whether it's just small things like be real, which is like taken from him being disparaging about the BBC in one of the audiobooks. Do you do you think there are lots of kind of real life partridge lines that you use in kind of the day to day? We me use and, a lot together, don't we? Like if me and you are yeah. out, we will we will use them quite a lot. Or, or, or just I always remember at the at the club night, or, or when we'd meet different people and things like that. We you just regularly go, I, I like him. He's a bit punky. <laughs> and um and and because we've got got businesses just together anytime there's been money involved and we're going back and forth on something it'll always come to tell you what (laughs) What? tell you what (laughs) as we're negotiating serious things (laughs) i'm quite a fan of ignore him i quite like that one (laughs) yeah the, this country. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and unbelievable. They're yeah. the two I use the most, this country yeah. and unbelievable. Yeah. And, and again, it's testament to, to the strength of the writing. These are all quite, a lot of these are just two word phrases, that, but they just they inhabit that character so, so effectively, don't they? Because of some of our mutual friends as well, I won't name any, but you know, some of them do podcasts with Stu. Um, <laughs> their sex people, Lynn, comes up, comes up an awful lot in the. <laughs> different is, conversations. Is that specifically for Chris? That it's definitely for Chris. Has <laughs> he made? Has he tried to get you to join his sex festival? He definitely has. On the amount of stories that, that he's, he ended up, particularly on the early drunk cast, bringing in of different things he'd got up to or different people he'd met, just constantly thinking. As soon as he starts any story, you're thinking that they're sex people. In. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going to end. Can you think of? Um, any other kind of crossing over of Alan into in, into real life in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that the example we give quite a lot is like drinking Ladyboy Chasers in the pub. Do, do you think, <laughs> have you had many kind of real life Alan experiences, whether it's where, where getting your best sports casual get up on or, or, or do you feel that you ever kind of slip into that kind of accidental partridge, so not, perhaps not necessarily deliberately quoting it? But without even realising it, you're after, doing it. After my obvious addiction to Alan, I got given a radio show on XFM. <laughs> imagine how hard it is recording links on commercial radio, going to adverts, introducing bands, and trying 
not to drift into Partridge. It was, yeah, that was a con- genuinely a constant battle. Um, and every now and then I'd, uh, I'd, I'd willfully submit to it. <laughs> just go along with it. Don't fight it. Just, yeah. just go. Yeah, yeah definitely. I remember once we, we recorded a drunk cast um, in Kent uh, and uh, in a studio. It was in the middle of nowhere, wasn't it? It was mm. in like a kind of farm and, and you was very poorly on the way. And you're going to thank me for bringing this up again because yeah, it drunk, doesn't, I, doesn't paint you. It's weird. Nothing. I wasn't bad until we got in the car, or was it? It was a combination of drunk and car sick, but it, you know, it came into a... Com- that combination was more than enough to come out of both ends. Were so. you on the gin and Pepsis again? I was on the gin and Pepsis, and it's, I, it, I mean, it goes down, it goes down smooth like a ladyboy, to be honest. <laughs> we'll, we'll clip that. <laughs> no context, Pip. But we, uh, you had to keep getting, because uh, your mum come and picked us up, uh, and yep. you, you, you kept asking your mum to pull over because you, you had to sort of deal with uh, either end of, uh, of the situation. It's throwing up mainly, but then there yes. was one period of the other end. <laughs> yeah, and that was the last one, and mm. it was in like a kind of, you just run into a golf course, didn't you? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was some, some bushes in a golf course. I was like, I'll just go down here. I didn't even run. I was very casual about it, if you remember. Oh. And I just remember, I think, I think it, was, it was nighttime, thankfully. Um, and I remember you just got back in the car and I think Chris had passed out by then. I think he was drunk, but I, I believe Dr. Susie Gage was in the car as well, wasn't yep. she? Who's a huge Alan, Alan fan. Uh, and I'm sure your mum said, what what are we going to do? And I just went, probably just going to go home and stay out of trouble. And like... <laughs> right. <laughs> I've just remembered one that comes into my, my day-to-day life regularly now, which my partner isn't, as is a fan of Alan, but doesn't quote loads and things like that. But we got a, d- a dog recently. So anytime we get home or into the house, I open the door, the dog dog goes in, and I go, probably me next. <laughs> <laughs> Just put my hand and I'm stepping in front. Probably me next. And she didn't know what I was doing at first. So it was, uh, that had to be explained. I just remembered I did genuinely do that gag to somebody the other day and I really enjoyed it. They were a bit confused, but it was fine. It was worth it. It was worth it. Completely. Probably me next. (laughs) For for both of you, you, your kind of entry points are a little bit different. They're they're a few years apart. They're they're kind of with different series. Mm. How long do you, roughly, do you guys think you've been friends? Because I'm really interested about the dynamic of like larger friendship groups and how a love of Alan and a quoting of Alan kind of plays into that. Like, do you, do you, I guess you both separately were aware of Alan and fans of Alan before you guys knew each other? Yeah, is that right? I mean, yeah. what, when we became friends is is a contentious one because when we were doing the drunk cast recently, I was telling all these stories and half of them were like, that's before we knew Stu, wasn't it? She was like, I was literally there. I was at your 30th. <laughs> so offensive. And there were so many things. I was like, oh, you wouldn't have been there because I didn't really know you then. Like, we knew of each other but didn't know. And you're like, I was literally at your 30th. I came along and bought you a present. <laughs> oh, really? Um, really special day to me. But it was. It's, it's going to have been the drive to and from the club night that really established it because my brother was our door guy Mm. so there was me Stu and Chris in and my brother in the car regularly all Partridge fans and then club nights when you're boring old men like us aren't all wild and debaucherous we were quite responsible we're out the front a lot keeping an eye on things so it would be all the way there hanging out all 
the front all night and all the way back would just be constant partridge quotes and loads of of references yeah so do you think that became quite a kind of an easy bonding yeah. thing for you having yeah. having yeah. a mutual Com- of alan yeah completely because you're using the same ones over and over again and then one that comes up that you've forgotten about that someone else brings up that works in the moment is always just a oh, moment of huge excitement we done the uh the, the dublin podcast festival and yeah. um, we flew out together didn't we with, with oh, chris mate. yeah um i mean if you're going to go to ireland and what are you going to do i mean <laughs> how many times did we say there's, there's more, more to ireland than this constantly constantly never never, never, never gets old never no. gets old no it's wonderful are there um <coughs> are there any gaps in your knowledge any gaps in your alan knowledge because obviously you know we've spoken about all the things that you love is there anything you're not as familiar with or are you literally as soon as there's alan out in the world I'm, you're consuming it i'm that i'm that i've i've made some notes from oast house um because oh. i figured again I, I figured you're gonna constantly have yeah goal and foot like a track like all these yeah. other ones but some of the more recent stuff you might not be yeah w- when the first book came out all over it um when Oast House and all of the more the more recent stuff, it's it's one of the only things that became like destination viewing for me. I'd want to be mm. in on Friday to watch live just so I can watch it again for for um for this time this yeah. time yeah. yeah. So yeah, all of it for me. I'm I'm probably a little bit more sketchy on Mid Morning Matters. Okay. Um, that was the one that I've probably seen the less. I've I think you know it's safe to say I've seen them all, but. Most other series I've absolutely rinsed, but I, I, you know I wouldn't be as comfortable sort of quoting uh, that as I would the others. Um, but I, I, I also um, was obsessed. I had the audio tapes um, that I would listen to in my car in the nineties, and it was like a double cassette. Um, and and there's, I, I, I presume you, you 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 gents are obviously familiar with it. Um, <clears throat> and there's. There's one of my favourite Alan bits in that is when they regress him uh, and he's being bullied and being called Smelly Alan Fartridge. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'll say mid-morning matters. He's kind of the, yeah, the, my, my, if I, that'd be my weaker area. Well, <clears throat> Pip, you mentioned uh, Oast House and, and This Time yeah. um, just a minute ago. What are your, uh, and also for you as well, Stu, like what are your general thoughts on, on the newer stuff, on the This Times, on the specials, on the Oast House? Um, and and h- how do you think they compare? How do you think, I guess, Alan has changed or the writing has changed across? There's quite two defined eras. There's the Gibbons yeah. era and then there's everything that went before, the Inucci and and, and um, uh, Peter Bainham um, yeah. era. I, th- I think it's tough because I think, there's a good chance that the Gibbons era is the best era for me, writing-wise. I think it's absolutely amazing, but I've not watched it a thousand times <laughs> like <laughs> the other stuff. So there's nowhere near as as many uh, quotes for me, but every episode of this time just got me and blew me away. And all the characters, Lolly Adafope's character, their oh. interactions were constantly great. The arc of, of, of sidekick Simon and just his little... His, shoulder, his weird neck movements and stuff were just... There was so much subtle brilliance. When Alan would go up the steps and they were slightly different... They were slightly t- 
uh, uh, too yeah. far apart for him to step. Just there was so much. It's yeah, it's flawless. Um, so I find it really hard to choose or, or define between the eras. It's just it's rare to have a character that has grown up with the audience in that way and evolved and changed and not had to be Bart Simpson at school still. You know, can has grown with us. Yeah, I love it. What about you, Stu? I, I love this time. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's up there for me, and 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 the last, and I love the di- Pitt mentioned Lolly, and I and I love the the dynamic between him because it's almost a side of Adam that you don't see before because he doesn't really snap with her, and he just wants her to like him, and it's just the fact that he's constantly trying to kind of get her on side, and she's horrific like she just <laughs> literally bats back everything yeah. he, anything he says and I I just like the fact that he, he doesn't give up he's relentless in trying to kind of win Lolly over and I love that and and just all his little pre-film s- segments that they cut to were just consistently brilliant just just his face when the woman is washing her hands showing him how to wash her hands and him just yeah. staring Oh no, we shouldn't. <laughs> so we, we with this time we were you both kind of on it watching it as it went out with, with both yeah. series. It's, it's it's I think we discussed this. It surprised us that a lot of people didn't seem to know that there was new partridge. I don't know yeah. if it just wasn't advertised enough or get, get, getting out of there. But there's numerous people in our friends group who will quote I'm Alan Partridge or have quoted that with us for years, mm. who we'd put in that same group, amazing partridge tonight, and they'd be like, oh, is there new? Like, what's yeah. going on? It seemed it's a weird one. It seemed to go is under the radar somewhat. this time series somewhat. one and series two, or just series new partridge, meaning... I think it was a, a series two that, that I'm yeah, specifically referencing here, so it's weird. I, mm. I don't know if they caught series one, but then series two just came back. Maybe series one had more around it because it's yeah. the return of Alan yeah. and then yeah. series two was just series two. So it seemed to, I, I mean, there I, was I, a, yeah, there was I a global pandemic on that people might have been distracted by. I don't yeah, know. I don't know yeah, if they were catching should, as much. you should be on on a Friday yeah, night. It's fine. Exactly. What's wrong with you? But it's quite yeah. rare now that sort of big statement, you know, television is, is well, television or, or, or entertainment is a, a, a weekly thing. It's quite yeah. rare these days. Mm. Obviously, you, yeah. you know, yeah. everything, I mean, Disney are kind of doing it. They're not really put. They're putting things out episodically, but a, a majority of content these days is just like bang. You here get you to go. Here's, it in one go. Yeah. Here's six episodes. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's even a kind of blanket BBC iPlayer thing. Some new comedies come out and they'll drop all six episodes, like on that on that first day. But yeah, with something like Alan, it was literally going week by week. And I yeah. think there was perhaps even a, a decision for them to make about they could have done done it either way. So they could have allowed it. To be there for uh, for for binge binge watching. I'm glad they did but it I mean, episodic because, uh, yeah, you know, listening to you know uh, Oast House, it was quite you know an intense listening to them back to back to back because I did have all of them at the same time. I wanted yeah. to listen to them as soon as possible. Um, I'm I'm glad there was that kind of spacing out because it, it, being yeah, with Alan in a good. in a condensed period of time can get quite um, well <laughs> a bit much, shall we say? Uh, I mean, uh, it, uh, it it did mean I did. Immediate rewatches. That's so what ev- I was going to say. Every episode yes. I right, watched right, right, right. before I watched at least another time before the next week's yeah. came yeah. round. And it, if I'd binged, it might have been I'll rewatch that 
some point yeah. down the line. Yeah. Every episode I watch at least twice. Like, you mentioned the stairs earlier, and I know that you know we we generally catch up in the week, and I've been like, oh, "Do you watch Alan?" And it was like, and we both watched it twice. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you'd be yeah. like, "Did you spot when he walked up the stairs?" Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. "I've only watched that one once," and I watched it again, and it was like just having that kind of like you say, if they, they dropped them all in one, you would have binged it and probably not took that time to sort of watch the you know episode three again before episode four, which was one of the really lovely things about having that kind of time. You'd you'd go back and you rewatch it, and you would see different things. And like when Pitt went, just watch him do the little walk and I was like this is well, absolute gold again it shows the level of, of obsession I remember one week my partner was round and watching it with me and she felt like she couldn't b- b- breathe because I was so focused <laughs> I was paying so much attention <laughs> to every, any any conversation she tried to have or saying we like, no no because no. I'm because you, you, you know with all of those that whole cast there's so many small details in there that you're like I need to just pay absolute attention and get the most joy out of this it's just crazy yeah and that's something we've talked about a lot when we've covered uh, i think this time specifically that it's it is a very rewarding rewatch and i think Mm. you know you watch it even you watch it a second time even a third time and you'll still be spotting things i think they're always like yeah they're a lot of the jokes are multi-layered but then i think they're physically multi-layered like there's often something happening in the background that you might miss first time like um I think it might be episode two of the first series when one of the people in the audience falls off the top of the stage. So where, where they're all seated, like the raked seating. Yeah. And I remember when we were talking about that, some people had spotted it and some people had no idea it happened. Whereas yeah. that, it made me laugh out loud the first time I saw it. But you can easily miss those, those kind of yeah. more more slapsticky sort of gags in that show. I, I missed one in, in series two. There's a bit where when Simon Farnaby's character comes back to the studio... He's throwing things into the crowd. Alan throws a mug, and you don't see, you just you don't see where it lands, but you see in the next shot there's a guy in the audience holding his head because obviously it's hit him in the head. And I hadn't spotted that, so it's just like. But then yeah, also, I actually think we have to give credit to. It. I think a listener pointed that out. Oh, did I think they? all okay. four of us had actually missed it, and then you went back and you go, "Fucking hell, that is absolutely genius!" And it is a blink and you'll miss it sight gag as well. Amazing. Yeah, and, and and Steve as well has spoken about the joy he gets is is in the edit room where he gets to watch it back because he's obviously next to Susanna looking forward towards an imaginary camera or actually a real camera um <laughs> but <laughs> but he obviously misses all of her eye acting her mouth like her facial yeah. expressions and everything and i think as an audience watching it multiple times you pick up on those things and that subtlety and it's just i mean we can talk about Susanna and how brilliant she is for for, for, for absolutely ages but she, she nails that character and the facial acting is just Perfect, and, and Steve spoke about that's well. That's the joy that he finds in the show. So even though he's in it and written it, he he still finds joy in, in the small things, which is which yeah. is yeah. which is great. Because you know we get we get it both ways as well. We get the the writing and the performing and the rest. One of the things that I really want to happen and it'd be interesting to get your guys' opinion is is there are uh, minor characters throughout Partridge that. Uh, perhaps we would like to see more of. And there have been some that have come through. So, you know, Tim Key has come from Morning Matters into this time. um, uh, And Lynn has come all the way through. Are there any characters that you hold particularly dear that that are perhaps considered minor characters? Stu, would you like to go for one? I I, I was listening to you you talk about one on your podcast just recently. So I thought I'd... uh... Oh yeah! Did you, did you do a sitcom characters 
uh, and you had Michael just, just how right. wonderful Michael is and again the fact he's only in one series really he's only in or one era yeah like r- r- ridiculous and and yeah M- Michael's just like he's such a good soul and yeah an, an incredible character but I think if you know I, I think obviously we saw Michael in the film as well and and I feel that Michael maybe got got his moment you know you got plenty of Michael but one of the the characters that we did mention earlier the joy I heard knowing that Joe Beasley and Cheeky Monkey was going to be making a return, <laughs> yeah. like that was a character that, you know, when when we watched No Me and You, you know, John Thompson's is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, just watching him literally come apart at the seams in that first appearance, and then just seeing him return, oh, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. So yeah, I, I think. That was such a, a brilliant choice of character to bring back uh, in in, uh, in this time. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, Joe Beasley and Cheeky Bunker was the perfect one to bring back because it could be a here's here's where they are now kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was plausible, plausible in the in the uh, in the APU as we like yeah. to call it. All right. yeah. Well, well yeah. here's here's a question then, Pip. Do you think Michael is dead? Oh wow, I hope not. I mean. Logic would say he is, because 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 of the way he lives in general. But um, <laughs> I mean, I definitely hope not. That's a scary thought. God. Yeah, because you wondered like, will we ever actually see him again? Because there's so much speculation in the fandom about Ted from Sunderland. Is he Michael's brother? The lapel badge that he says his friend Michael gave to yes, him. Yes, that's um, what, that excited me massively when he said that. But on are the, the, on the show. okay? So here's a question: Do you think that is actually going somewhere, or are the Gibbons playing with us? Um, yeah, I think it must be going somewhere, right? They 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 seem to have that all-seeing eye. Of of the entire history of Alan, kind of thing. So yeah, they've got to be building to something. See, I I don't know. I I feel like because I think they have said in interviews, it's a bit like if if something they could, if there's something they could do with Alan that fans could think of or suggest, they won't do it. So my worry is right. that I, well, not worry, but I feel like they're playing to the fandom by teasing that there could be a Michael connection, but it feels like perhaps they won't give that kind of final reveal because it's almost a bit it's a bit too much what people want if yeah. you see what i mean yeah yeah I I feel, yeah Be interesting to see um but okay here, here's a very large question for you both then which medium do you think suits partridge best do you think it has been tv shows books audiobooks podcasts films radio shows like what do you think is 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 the best suited medium when we're talking about everything everything in alan's uh collective output i mean it's tough i think i've probably laughed the, the most with the audiobooks and 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 the podcast but that's only because of everything else that's like the mm. world that's already b- built that you can just yeah imagine his wonder so it's it's the beauty of the fact it, it works for me in every format and from it being a tv show at the beginning and in the most recent, to it being yeah more sitcommy, to being radio showy, and yeah, I think it's it has to be highlighted that how rare is it that a film works from this kind of thing from a mm. from a TV show or a comedy show, and Alpha Papa was just absolutely amazing. So yeah, I don't know. I I I'm, I'm leaning 
towards the audiobooks, but I guess it's probably as similar as we were saying before. It's not the ones I listen to, I've seen the most, or or give yeah. rewatches too much. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of uh, 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 agree with Pip because you know I mentioned the the audio cassettes that I would I would rinse and the podcasts and 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 the, the, hearing the audio, I think if it wasn't for you know absolutely rinsing them television shows, I wouldn't have that visual in my head and so when you hear these things you know what his face looks like you know what he's you know what his body movements are and i think yeah for for, for that reason alone that you know it, it's it's the, the television all day but long. then he, he he paints it so perfectly with one of the ones i noted on host house because i was walking along i was, I was having a re-listen recently for um some pod bible writing and i was walking along and i was just in bits it's, it's the bit where he gets stuck in his loft um <laughs> And he's looking out the window and he sees his neighbour and he just says, oh no, it's just my neighbour. He's putting out his bins. He always looks around when he does it, which is weird. Very weird. I'll be locking my door tonight. I haven't seen his wife uh, for weeks. And there's there's loads of pauses in this. He's like, he's filling that bin right up. Why would you take two bin bags together? He's like, I lent him my hedge trimmer a week or two back. That is a big bin. He's putting in more. That must be six or seven bags. And uh, as I said, I haven't s- seen his wife in... Oh, no, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> just cuts his off. It's building and building with his suspicion. And the other two bits I noted off that, I, I, I need to get him in, was just... He just says in one, says he, he, he makes a joke or slags off Jeremy Vine. And then he says, I'm not having a go at Jeremy. A, a Jeremy Vine's not wicked. He's just preposterous. All arms and legs. He walks like he's trying to climb in a window. <laughs> <laughs> and he really does. It's perfect. And then there's another one where he's talking about Fiona Bruce had done an advert endorsing um, a local garden centre and called it Great. And he says, Great? The Wall of China is great. Alexander <laughs> was great. Yarmouth is great. But a garden centre in Cheshire... Use your noodle, Fiona. It's not great. It's just really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just perfect. It just absolutely, yeah, it kills me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's that thing, isn't it? I, I think it is all about, it's it's kind of Sophie's choice saying which, which medium yeah. do you think suits Alan best because mm. you kind of have to, like you say, having all the things that have come before just makes make the next thing better. So yeah. It all contributes to the overall overall experience of being a fan, 100%. So something we've been asking everyone, but whether we've kind of already answered this perhaps, is why do you think Alan has been able to endure for 30 years? So I think, you know, we've talked about obviously the back catalogue is huge and very varied and wide ranging in terms of like the mediums. But, you know, you look at every other successful British sitcom comedy character there is, whether it's Basil Fawlty to David Brent, no one's had quite the lifespan that Alan has. Mm. Why do you think that is? Any for, thoughts on that? For me, I, I'll reference Alan whenever I see a comedy character that I just feel is so perfectly observed. observed. The one that comes to mind is is Brian Gittins. I'm a big fan of Gittins as a, as, as a character and his YouTube videos. It made me think of Alan because like, I would watch Alan do anything because that that character like Coogan has got that character so perfect like a lot of the um a red nose day stuff and and things like that it mm-hmm. feels like they've literally just gone last minute gone here's what we're going to do because you can put him in any situation and i think that's been the key is they have put him in different situations he was it was a tv show and then it was a sitcom and then it was a radio show and a film a podcast they've moved about rather than just go uh, let's make yeah, or continue the same format, or let's make another feature-length version of what's already the TV show. They've changed the format loads, but the the character is so well observed, and Coogan knows him so well that as Coogan ages, and again, it's going to be there's there's a fair like as with Brent, there's a fair slice of Coogan in Alan. So as he ages, yeah, it's easy for for Alan to age along with him realistically. I mean, I, I just echo really what Pip said there. I mean, you, you, you literally nailed it uh, there. Um, and, and I think maybe switching up the writers as well. Uh, you know, I think you know yeah. the fundamentals yeah. are the writing, aren't they? And and it's it's flawless. And and I think you know switching it up and breathing new life into it. I think I, I, definitely... I, I think that's probably breathed new life into to Coogan's affection yeah. for it as well. I think that's a key part that he was. I think probably he's just... as good as said that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was dead because it was like, oh, we've done what we can. So new yeah. blood coming in, yeah, mm. reinvigorate. Um, talking about aging and growing older, as as both you gentlemen do, do there, is there any Alan that you see that you particularly start to relate to the older that you get, that in your youth you would perhaps not be quite as, you perhaps didn't find quite as relatable in terms of opinions or Thought, you know, on certain elements of society or, or the way things are. I think, you know, do we all get a bit more Alan the older that we get? I, th- I think the fact that uh, Pip and I said the, the, the two quotes that we say the most are unbelievable in this country. <laughs> I think that is kind of quite symbolic of the fact that maybe we're getting older and moaning yeah. a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> Tr- trying to make our moaning seem as if we're joking a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a partridge quote. We don't really hate them. <laughs> 
And I mean, again, we would stand behind the DJ booth, wouldn't we, in, in the early early sets, and we'd be playing stuff. And the amount of times we'd be like, "You're not listening." <laughs> fire, fire! The club night's on fire. The amount of times we wanted to do that over the microphone. Say, <laughs> so not really, of course, but that's what you would hear. <laughs> We've kind of touched on, obviously, Alan is very adaptable to different formats and um, uh, and kind of outputs. Is there anything that you think that's missing? Is there anything you think that, oh, it'd be great if Alan did this or, you know, could he become a YouTuber? Like what, what, is, what, what are the things that, that Alan you'd like to see him potentially tackle? I've Eurovision. Got one, I've got, oh, Eurovision, that'd be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Performing or hosting? <laughs> hosting all day long. I've, I've, I've got one that, 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 that hurts because I pitched it to the Gibbons brothers, um, when the podcast was coming out, O's House, I hit them up saying, can I have Alan on as a guest? Like, n- not Coogan, but Alan. Um, and they thought about it and, we, and and they went away and then came back and said, no, nah, we need it to be too scripted. Like, again, it's, it's, it's that thing of, in my mind, he can just turn on Alan and it'll be great. And for us, it will be great. But for those geniuses of comedy it needs to be perfect so yeah they weren't up for that but i was so keen to have him on as a guest and play it completely straight interview alan and yeah i mean yeah from a fan's point of view i think that would have been amazing but i think that is interesting i feel like you're right he could just Mm. turn on that character and just inhabit that and just sit in a room with you for an hour and just riff but i think yeah the the bar the bar for quality is so high with, with with what the gibbons want the output to be yeah, I get. I guess they wouldn't want it to be a not properly refined conversation. Before and you wouldn't want to do anything scripted yeah. either, would you? I guess. Or not again. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be open about the DMs. I was literally saying, I'll do anything you want. <laughs> 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 all of my normal rules and time limits and all this go out the window. Whatever you need from a, you can have editorial. You can, but yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't a realistic one, but. A thing that's come to mind for me, the, the way the last series ended, is we've got to have Alan run for a political office. Um, as, as we've seen mm. from, I mean, I can see Alan as a as a as as a, a Lawrence Fox type self elected uh, leader of a party. I do um, wonder if this is going to be an element of stratagem, and like not maybe yeah. not as overtly as I'm mm. running for office. This is my manifesto, yeah. but if there is going to be some kind of political leaning and that's you know where it's going maybe i don't know what, what was his big thing at the end of the series the catchphrase so that i'm hopping yeah, mad yeah exactly yeah. so again that that could be a party line easily and yeah oh and that's that would give them a good angle for the merch wouldn't it the merch yeah. at the o2 shows i'm hopping mad pin badges t-shirts yeah. well, banners, we've got all tickets sort of he's coining it already that from those. Yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he certainly yeah. is so Stu, your your vision to me I, I was thinking like you meant performing because i was thinking like yeah, Kate Bush oh, Medley, so we good. know he can perform, but you're thinking 100% hosting Eurovision. Like, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the kind of performance, I, I, I guess, did he sort of go there with Farino, maybe? Mm. Like, um, mm. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I just think that level of inappropriateness and lack of self-awareness will just be glorious going, glowing, uh, sorry, yeah, going sort of... Uh, international i think that will be amazing yeah i'll be all over that i completely agree and the idea of other nations n- not knowing it's a joke like when they come to us <laughs> yes. for our scores and stuff like that and <clears throat> anywhere that partridge isn't isn't over 
just mm. just have this awkward man. So I think as well, with ideas like this, it also becomes interesting. You go, well, you could make that be a thing in the APU, so it's an entirely fictionalised version of Eurovision, or you could parachute Alan, the character, into real Eurovision. That's yeah. that's the genius Amazing. of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I definitely <laughs> I don't that. see any international incidents off the back of that. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely fine. I probably couldn't get worse than it is already, so yeah, not a problem. <laughs> um, all right, so look, we what we tend to do after we spend a bit of time chatting, Alan, we like to just chat to everybody about kind of what other comedy uh, you're kind of into at the moment. If there's anything you've discovered recently, but before we do that, Pip, since you've probably done your homework for for this recording today, have you got any other notes no, in front of you no, there? Like I've, any other favourite bits that we should delve into? House ones there, just at right, the last okay. minute, and yeah. I'm 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 clean of notes. Cool. Um, and in fact, we were going to ask. I mean, as you told us, um, you did pitch um, Alan, yeah. the character, doing the podcast, and you've not had uh, Coogan on, but obviously you've had uh, Tim Key yeah. and Lolly and uh, the likes of Simon Pegg, and I guess a few other people that have kind of been in like one episode, yeah. like Carrie Ad Lloyd and Dan Skinner. Uh, you've had Armando yep. Unici on, so this is all on distraction yeah. pieces. We were wondering, uh, is there anyone, I guess, Coogan aside, anybody in in the cast, like from the world of Alan, that that you that you've that you've met, like kind of off pod? I guess that that's the first question. I guess the second part is, is there anybody that you have on your hit list for your podcast? And obviously, that is or, both yourself and Stu both having multiple podcasts, like. Or, yeah, what what's the kind of dream guest scenario as well? Coogan is is obviously a dream guest, but I had a thing where I had the opportunity to meet him, and I chose n- not to because I was worried it wouldn't go well. And I'll explain it. I'll, I'll give a little more context. I was doing a gig at, um, <laughs> at the Hammersmith Apollo, and it's, it's it was these end of year gigs that Robin Ince and 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 and, oh, and yeah. Brian Cox would do, and I'd. I was getting to open it, so, so I was like, in my mind, I was like, that's perfect, because then my job's done and I can just in, enjoy it, and like The Cure were playing, all sorts of amazing stuff, and I'm backstage, and I met Stuart Lee, who's another one of my absolute comedy idols, and then I got introduced, he was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. and he was lovely and nice, and, and, and it went beautifully. And then I was walking down the corridor and I saw Coogan and I thought, I'm not going to p- push my luck tonight. It's it's gone well s- so far, particularly as it was it wouldn't have been, it would have been me interrupting Coogan before he goes on t- to do something. So I'm like, it could have gone badly. So um, yeah, I didn't go for it, but that's still absolutely a dream. Um, I mean, anyone. Anyone who gets pitched for, for the podcast, if they've got Partridge in their history, they're coming on. <laughs> We're going to have a chat. They're getting on easy. When uh, uh, when I had um, Hugo on from uh, from People Just Do Nothing, DJ Beats, yeah. um, part of that was I was excited because he'd just done a short with Lynn. And I was like, how was it meeting Lynn? Because oh yes, I can't yeah. think of her outside of Lynn. I've seen her in other things, and I never register it as Lynn until ages later. I'm like, because her performance is so amazing as Lynn. So yeah, any any connection is always enough to 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 get on mine. Yeah, I have I haven't seen that short actually. Did that come out? I think it's this out this year. year. When I interviewed them, it wasn't out yet. Right, that that finished filming. But yeah, 
Yeah. Something we just finished watching recently, uh, rewatching Ninety Nine, oh, which obviously Felicity Montague's in that, and that's a yeah. very different character to Lynn. Julie's a remarkable. huge fan of yeah. that, aren't you, mate? Mm, yeah, I've literally got a little note about that, and and Julia Davis is on my hit list <laughs> of people that I would love to talk to. Like, I, I oh, think thank she's... God you said talk to Jesus. That was. <laughs> Well, we, we was the way the, you were saying <laughs> you were speaking at first. Well, you you said about not sort of speaking to Coogan. I, when, when we done the, um, we went to the podcast awards. We was oh. standing there like just chatting to a few people. I think we was chatting to Ed Gamble at the time. You 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 know, with your friends of Ed, and you was chatting to him. And yeah, and I was just kind of just you know having a, having a casual chat, and and then I just looked over and and saw Julia Davis walk in, and I was just like, oh my god, like. And I just thought, you know what? Don't go and say hello. You're having a smashing time tonight. Don't go and spoil it because she's with her friend. She looks really happy. Don't go over there and go, all right. Hello. Yeah, we come on my podcast. So I was like, I'll leave that well alone. But yeah, I I think, you know, if if we talk about other comedy, then I I think Nighty Nights up there, I think is insane, but brilliant. And I think Jill is one of the most horrific characters ever she's vile uh, (laughs) and and brilliant and do you guys like the uh the dear jane and jericho podcast it's just amazing i i I do feel like with julie davis like basically jill and nighty night jane and jericho and also um is it sally forever broadly kind of Mm -hmm. the same character as in like just absolutely unhinged Yeah. yeah that's that's quite a good uh that's quite a good um jump off point for the next question which is kind of about all-time favorite comedies and and what you've been watching recently across sitcoms sketch shows uh stand-up um you know a bit of a a bit of an overview of of what your comedy influences are and, and, and heroes in terms of you know stuff in the past and then also what you're watching these days what's what's floating your boat well, these days in terms of comedy straight off the bat i need to come in with 15 stories high um as we've recently lost sean Locke, that's always been just one that's just on my absolute top of all time series that i i I, I used to regularly have multiple copies of that and um marion and jeff Mm -hmm. i used to have multiple copies that because they were my ones that i'd talk to people and they hadn't heard of them i'd be like oh i've got a spare copy (laughs) <laughs> have it and watch oh, it amazing. and then and then they will talk about it particularly when i was doing a lot of stuff in america and working on stuff out there there was them two and garth merengue were ones that i was like i'm going to take a spare copy yeah. out with me and because <laughs> there were so many people out there that particularly if you're that. in a studio and we're working on music there's loads of music reference or, or, or comedy reference americans are all about oh, i love british comedy and you're like you mean monty python and the office yeah yeah, that's that, that's kind of it. So I'd always, yeah, I'd regularly have have those three as my reference points to go check this shit out. But Marion and Jeff again, I think is just so underrated. I think yeah. as a, it's one of the most emotional and dark things. His performance in it Amazing. is just yeah. so it destroys me every time. Like the points where he's got he's bought his kids the cuddly toys and stuff, or he's going to surprise them in in France. And then he's just driving back in silence or on the Euro tunnel in silence with the cuddly toys and it's beautiful. Yeah, and I, I would just back up like I think with fifteen stories high, it is definitely that thing where I think the quotability of yeah. the script of that show is just incredible. But yeah, just hardly anybody saw it. I mean what, it was two thousand and two. It's not on iPlayer. It's not, it's not on, like, again, it's only no, on no. on the DVDs. And that's just insane for such yeah. a good show. Oh, 
Well, I think it yeah. might be on YouTube. Thanks, Tom. So whether, whether how, yeah. how long it will last there, but but um, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched 15 Stories High, do yourself a favour and set aside the time to watch it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's yeah. flawless. The characters are just amazing. Benedict Wong, to go from that, he's, he's someone yeah. who agreed to come on the podcast about three years ago and we talk every few months and then he'll be like, I'm up for it. And then he'll be like, oh no, I'm off shooting a Marvel film or or sort of some other, like an HBO series. And it's like, it's mad that that Benny from, from 15 Stories is this huge Hollywood star I just, now. I just watched the trailer today for the new Spider-Man that came out and he's he's in that yeah. with Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch yeah. in, you know, yeah. the Doctor Strange. It's constant. It's, it's always, he'll always say, I can't come on, but I can't really explain why. Because <laughs> there's so much red tape over who's in what and who's popping up where. So it'll be like, okay, we'll do it another time, mate. Okay, it's whatever the next big Marvel project is. You're doing that yeah, fine. Yeah, You're yeah, no longer yeah. Errol having his purple patch in yeah, a, in a yeah. Kennington Flats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A can of blue rat. Oh, man. <laughs> All the energy of a rat trapped in a can. Again, this won't make any sense if you haven't seen it, but if you have, you know this is brilliant. I haven't seen it. I laugh. Exactly. It's, it's that good. It's that good. What about you, Stu? What are you, what are you into at the moment? Um, like, I've kind of... Like most people over lockdown, when you found you've had a bit more time, you've gone and explored the the classics again. And, and, and I recently, I've rewatched all the Brass Eye, um, and I was it was great to see that the BBC iPlayer had added Pulling, which I really liked. Uh, Sharon Horgan, um, yeah. Paul Kay, uh, and so rewatched Pulling, uh, both series of that, and I thought that was wonderful. Um, I'm really excited to watch the. The people just do nothing. Film, um, I, you know, that that I just think's wonderful. I really enjoyed the the documentary they put out last week about that how that mm. come together and, and Ash getting involved with it and and it was brilliant. Like I, I think that's incredible and 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 it's quite a, I guess a, a sort of a softer comedy. Um, but yeah, Ted Lasso. I just think it's absolutely yeah incredible. And uh, every time an episode finishes, and I've you know, yes, we've got a, a little bit of an, in, an extra bit of love for it because our friend Brett's in it, and, and he's well, we, you know, he's, he's heavily involved in it. Um, every time that episode finishes, me or my wife will say to each other, "How good is that?" And it's like there's not many shows that I do that for now. And every single episode of Ted Lasso absolutely knocks me sideways. I think it's absolutely glorious. It's very warm, isn't it? It's a very yeah. heartwarming uh, kind of sitcom, which I think often particularly british sitcoms aren't like that they're mm. either weird and dark or they're a bit more about kind of somebody in an uncomfortable situation and that's kind of it yeah, yeah. where there, it feels like there's a real heart to it which is you don't get very often yeah mm. and they pull it off the best example from recent years in the uk was the detectorists which we're yeah Tom and i are both oh, big yeah. fans on right yeah. i would like to see more comedy like that a little bit there is a trend at the moment of, of it sort of being you know quite dark and intense and it has to be gritty Ooh. and real I had um, Laura Checkley from uh, King Gary on uh, on the podcast, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I was chatting to to her about uh, King Gary, which I, I really enjoy. Um, uh, I, I think Tom Davis is brilliant, and, and obviously as he's Romesh, um, and I think Laura's character in it is, is wonderful, and and I do think it's quite tough to get that BBC One kind of mainstream prime time, if you know, if you want to call it prime time comedy. With not really any sort of swearing and, and trying to get it right, I think that's a very difficult comedy to get right. And I think that, mm. 
you know, shows like that get that right, and and the same with the Detectorists. Speaking of that that kind of thing, though, that is a bit warmer and things like that, one that I think never seems to get mentioned in these kind of conversations, which, again, you will then, we've mentioned people just do nothing you've got to put stuff let's flats in there there's a load of there's a load of those series that are the same era but him and her is one that i just think is absolutely amazing and it should be in those conversations everyone in it is is fantastic and yeah i really it's i can't yeah i i I think it's up there with the the great british series i guess because russell tovey was then on to more um i can't think what he did after that but yeah it's honestly i think it's flawless i rewatched it for about the fourth time recently um and the excitement i had as i'm staring and as you were saying about when you see things you've never seen before i'm staring and I'm like, hang on and i pause and i realized that the reading festival poster that i've got up on the wall is the year <laughs> i headlined one of the stages at reading festival <laughs> so I, I me and dan are on there and i was like oh my fucking god that's amazing, but yeah. It's your, your own small part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us on to possibly the Alan quote that uh, Pip and I say the most, which is, can we talk about well, me? me? <laughs> 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 that is a classic. But, but yeah, if you've um, not watched him and her, I can't recommend it enough. It's really... Yeah, I'm just, I, I think that's, that has passed me by, so I would definitely... Honestly, it's out, one yeah. that gets passed by a lot, but... So much so, I remember watching it and thinking, oh, it was great, but then I thought, oh, I can't have been that good. And then I rewatched it, as I said, four, four times now, and it's consistently up there. That's what I love about doing this, though. Every person we've asked, kind of, what are your other favourite comedies or what have you got into recently? There's always something we're learning. Oh, not heard of that one. Looks really great. So yeah. that's that's, it's, that's it, kind of the point, yeah. It great. was the show that kind of broke Joe Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. And he's fant- he yeah. plays a creepy neighbour in it. Essentially, again, the the character he's gone on to play in every in in eight out of ten cats and any yes. interview he yeah. does, all that kind of thing. But yeah, it's wonderful. Any other recent watching or tips, or is that kind of your li- your list? Just before we move, it's on? weird. I'm I'm watching a show at the moment called F- 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 Flatbush Misdemeanors, which is amazing, but it couldn't be further from Alan. So it feels almost not worth. Like I was literally, I was watching it before we started. I'm I'm finishing it off when we finish so it feels weird not to mention but it's yeah it's uh all set in the flatbush area of, of of brooklyn and it's a white guy and a black guy who live together both of them are comedians who've not really done anything before this and they've got this show i think it's on showtime and they're the writers leads and yeah it's just it is one of those shows where obviously there's storylines but more you're just you want to spend time with the characters there is an ongoing thing. One of them's a teacher, and one of them works in a takeaway restaurant. Is trying to be an artist, but yeah, it's really good. But it's it couldn't be further from Alan. So, but shout out to to literally uh, echo a distraction pieces episode. We're we're over the hour mark, so we'll start wrapping things up. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Can't help myself. I don't know how else to ever say. We that. didn't do fucking um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Unbelievable. Oh. Oh. We'll edit that in. <laughs> um so we were going to ask for, for both of you um do you want to tell us a bit about what you're working on at the moment what you're kind of currently promoting whether it's the the kind of the broad church of the various podcasts that uh you both work on and uh any other any other kind of projects on the go i mean Stu, we'll start with you because you know i think you're more british podcast writer than pit because you do about four times more podcasts than he does yeah. so 
Do you want to tell our listeners a bit about your, your podcast empire? Yeah, I mean, com- compared to a bit, there, there is a difference between uh, quantity and quality. Uh, I should point that out. <laughs> uh, and yes, yeah, so I have got an abundance. But um, no, um, obviously in lockdown, uh, I, I, the, the world of Zoom presented itself and, and we're sitting here now, you know, having a chat over it. And, and that opened up the, the possibilities for me that, you know, initially that I thought would be a, an absolute nightmare for a podcast and not being able to sit in a room with someone. It enabled me to, to really push my music podcast because... Um, I, I run a nightclub and that's been closed for a long, long time now. Um, and and so I, I just got to kind of push the things I really like. So Off The Beat and Track um, is a podcast that, that I absolutely love doing. I'm, a, I'm an absolute music nerd. And so I get to, to talk to, you know, musicians, actors, comedians, producers about uh, in a kind of Desert island this style loosely. Um, you know, I talk about their creative journey today and I, I, I love doing that. And that, that's really kind of given me a... A lovely focus throughout you know the last 16 17 months and and one of the, the, the other podcasts that um I, I'm, a, I'm a big mma fan as is pip and um and i've recently kind of decided to uh, purely out of stumbling across the actor um blake harrison who's who's in um other great sitcom in between us um and blake's uh, come on my music podcast and we got chatting and we decided talking about the UFC and mixed martial arts, and and I've launched a podcast with him about that, and it's it's given me a lot of a lot of joy at the moment. I've got to chat to and and Pip's been a guest many times on it, and he's you know he's part of the the gang, which is great. And we've you know we, we've got to speak to legit legends of the sport. And and lastly, I just want to shout about a, a, a monthly podcast that I do, which is is probably the one that I laugh the most doing. And I work with a um, I don't know how much swearing I'm allowed to do on this podcast. I know, um, I know what you need to say. Go for it. <laughs> right. Okay. So I, I work with um, a, 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 a comedian and musician called Cunt and the Gang, um, and he's my my oldest friend. I've known him forty years, and uh, and we've we, we've spent all our life kind of doing ridiculous things together. And we realised in October last year that you know it, we'd met forty years ago to that day. So once a month we we get together and we discuss what was happening um, 40 years ago to in, in that month. And we discussed the music, the films, and stupid things that we was getting up to. And that podcast is called Acceptable in the 80s. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. So I guess, like, obviously, we've got a, a fan podcast about Alan. Stu, you've got sort of a, a fan perspective podcast with Blake from the Inbetweeners, the, the MMA fan podcast. Mm-hmm. So... The only one here who hasn't got a fan podcast really is you, Pip. So, what would you, what would you, what would your fan fan podcast be about? Ben and Jerry's pizza. Um, yeah, I'd definitely do a Ben and Jerry's <laughs> fan podcast. Um, yeah, it probably uh, uh, would have to be that, right? It's got to be. I, I I can talk for hours about. Or I I went round a mate's house recently for the first time in in two years, um, and we were watching wrestling, and he was we were going to get pizza. And, and we were all excited. And he was like, I'll text me what you want before you come round and I'll order it. And I wanted to say, let me order it, mate. Because I'm <laughs> such an expert on takeaways. Like, I'll put it together right. I'll do it right. I sent it through. I got there and he was still figuring it out on the app. Anyway, he put the order through. Again, I didn't want to j- j- jump up like small things. Like, in Basildon, one of the Pizza Huts has got a different menu to the other pizza hut because one that's a sit down pizza hut has different things on has different sides than a, a takeaway pizza hut for example just just small things 
like that. So <laughs> after all this time of waiting for, a, you know, being together for the first time in two years, watching wrestling, getting a takeaway, our pizzas arrived and his came and it was about the size of his fist. It was the tiniest pizza we've ever seen and he was heartbroken. And I was sitting there thinking... Should have fucking let me order. So I'd I'd do a fan podcast about takeaways in general, about ordering food. I'd listen to that. Yeah. Well, I was wondering. How, I was wondering how niche you wanted to make it. Whether it was like, you know, the the ordering takeaways in Essex fan podcast. That might be yep. a bit too limited. So we'd have to go, have to go wider than that a little bit. And um, Pip. Uh, obviously there there's podcasts in your world and a bit yes. of acting in your world these days. So yes. yeah, what what. What can you tell us about what you're working on at the moment? I mean, Just any Marvel films? films? <laughs> <laughs> We've joked about... He hasn't many... said no. He hasn't <laughs> said no. <laughs> <laughs> Can't comment. Um, I do actually... I am actually in an upcoming Marvel film, but it isn't announced yet, so I can't actually... Can't actually t- t- tell you that. That's, that's, that's a tease, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Does that mean we have to cut you saying that, or can we keep that? Nah, <laughs> because I haven't said... There's so many coming out now, isn't there? There's about 30 because of all Five. the different studios. Um, okay people will be able to figure it out anyway but um we've joked about joe having tons of podcasts and it's really highlighted when one of the things i want to recommend is is one of Stu's podcasts he didn't have time to mention um and Stu co-hosts um a podcast called the two girls a one shot podcast um which he doesn't talk about as much because it's not his podcast it's two girls who worked in a who work in or now worked in because it's it closed over lockdown a sex shop um and they just Stu will go on each week and say tell me a story of a character that, that came into the sex shop and honestly every one of these characters could be in partridge or the office or league of gentlemen it's that kind of range of or the prison. darkness or prison yeah <laughs> and yeah it's just it absolutely What's it called again? kills me. <laughs> Two girls, one shop. You can find that. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's, ge- it's genuinely really good that yeah it fits with if you're a fan of of these kinds of characters that, that we've been talking about, it feels like a good fit. But other than that, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a, a live action horror computer game with ah. with Alice Lowe, and uh, as soon as they as soon as as Jed. Yep. Um, who you know, um, mentioned that Alice Lowe was in it and we're going to have all our scenes t- 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 together. I said, you don't need to tell me anything more. Um, and to be honest, he hasn't, which has been a problem <laughs> for my agents because we don't know when we're fucking oh, filming. But I, I, I may have... Classic he, Jed. He may have taken it too seriously when I said, you don't need to tell me more. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's with Alice Lowe. It's Jed who made host. Yeah, so we should, we should be clear to the listeners... And this is also producer Jed of this very podcast. Yeah, yeah. who had one of the best films of the year mm. last year mm. in Host that was absolutely amazing. I tuned in. I think you'd mentioned it. And I was like, I'll give it a look. It's a mate of a mate kind of thing. I'll give it a try. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then it blew up to be this, yeah, this huge thing. And then, yeah, he hit me up about this live action horror computer game. And as said, I mentioned Garth Marenge earlier. Alice Lowe in that, and in so oh, much yeah, just yeah. British comedy yeah. is just iconic. So as soon as he was like, I've got these two characters, and I'm thinking one of them will be Alice Lowe and the other one will be you. And I'm sitting there like, I didn't hear anything he said after that because I was just like, just get to the end so I can say yes, because this is <laughs> this is this is a done deal. So yeah, at some point we're going to be filming that. That reminds me, we do keep on uh, telling Jed that we're waiting to get our cameos confirmed in his other project. So <laughs> yeah. Jed, this, um, you, you, 
Just a little uh, reminder for you here. So yeah, don't forget to organise the monkey tennis cameo for that for yep. that game. It's got to be done. Well, I guess, and unless if anyone's got any other quotes they need to get out of their system, <laughs> that, pro- so. that probably wraps up this uh, bit of Alan chat for this week. Uh, just quickly, guys, what is the best way for anybody listening to this to give you a follow? Uh, what is your your preferred social media handle method of, of communication? Well, for me at this stage, just the Distraction Pieces podcast on your chosen platform, because that's a method of interaction that I don't have to hear your offensive thoughts and stupid <laughs> comments. Uh, no, I'm down on socials at the moment. There's a lot of dickheads on there. I tweeted my support of of sex workers recently, so I've had th- th- three days of people saying, fucking OnlyFans is prostitutes anyway. So yeah, but you can get me on Twitter and on Instagram. I've, ru- I've ruined the end. I've, I've put the vibe right down. Put the vibe right down, guys. That's fine. You, you can follow Pip on Twitter and Instagram as long as you're not a dickhead. There you go. Yes, That's... as long as you're nice. And obviously, none of our listeners are dickheads, so yeah, exactly. you're going to be fine. I'm ready for Partridge quotes and gifts all day long. You hit me up on any platform for that. There, there we go. So the day this episode drops, everybody send your At best Partridge Pipio. gif. At Scroobius Pip, yo, your best partridge gift. Hit what me. I'm hoping is we'll post, oh, really excited, uh, Stu Whiffin and Scroobius Pip on the podcast tomorrow. And then it's just every single reply is just the shrug gif. Perfect. And Stu, what's the best way for our listeners to follow what you're up to? Um, yeah, at Stu Whiffin uh, on, on most of the socials. And, uh, and, and yeah, and obviously Pip and I work together on on the publication uh, and website Pod Bible, um, which so if you like any podcasts and you want to find out about new podcasts, then uh, then head over to podbiblemag.com and uh, yeah, find out about everything you need to know about the world of podcasting. And I think we can back up that you guys have incredible taste because Monkey Tennis has featured. So uh, yeah, can't recommend it enough. Damn right. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, it's always fun to chat Alan and just get into favourite quotes, favourite moments. And I think it's great to just talk to a couple of mates, which is very much what, what this podcast is all about. A group of mates that, that love Alan and basically spend their lives quoting it. So I think it's the sort of thing everyone can relate to. Yeah, Thanks so definitely. much. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank it's lovely to be here. I am hopping mad and I want something in the middle. Aha! Yep, absolutely. Yep, 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 absolutely. Monkey tennis? Bring, bring. There's a new chat in town. I had the last laugh. Damn! Monkey tennis? Little pierce my foot on his thigh. With a chuckle, with a chuckle. Oh. Monkey tennis? Radical, awesome, mega. <laughs> Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. Okay. Monkey tennis? Edmonds is a total wazard of a guy. Yes, 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 and yes. It's hotter than the sun. They said, who the hell is that? Like, this is great banter. Yeah. Back of the net. Monkey tennis? The people who enjoy Alan Partridge will enjoy this podcast. The people who've never got it still won't get it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.